Pashat Vayetze begins, Vayetze Yaakov Vibeer Shava, Vayelech Karana, Vayifka B'Makom, Vayelan Sham Kiva Shemesh, Vayikach Miyavni HaMakom, Vayasim Rashotav, Vayishka B'Makom Ahu. Yaakov left Be'er Shava, he went towards Haran, and then he arrived at a place towards evening, and it says, Vayifka B'Makom. The term Vayifka B'Makom, according to Chazal, is a reference to Tefillah, Ein Pegiyah El Tefillah, and from here, Chazal learned that Yaakov Avinu was metakein tefillas arvis. Avram, we saw already, was metakein tefillas shachris, the morning prayer. Yitzchak was metakein tefillas mincha. And over here we learned that Yaakov was metakein tefillas arvis, the evening prayer. Uh, the issue of tefillas, of tefillas arvis is the focal point of a very, very interesting machlokis among the Tanaim, which also gave rise to an interesting political situation. The Gemara in Brachos, the Avchavzayin would base, quotes the Mishnah, Tfilas Erev in Lakeva, as opposed to Tfilas Shachris, that has a certain specified time, you have to daven Shachris until the fourth hour, uh, as opposed to Tfilas Mincha, that also has a defined time, from uh, a little bit after Chatzos, towards till Shkia. It says, Tfilas Erev in Lakeva, and Pshad in the Mishnah is that it has no specific time. Nevertheless, the Gemara talks about the term in Lakeva, and says that the use of this term seems to be referring to something else. My ein lakeva, If it means, I would say, only that it has no specific time and you can dive in the entire night, then it shouldn't use the term ein lakeva. It should say that you can dive in tefilas erev kol halayla. Elamai ein lakeva. What is it referring to when it says ein lakeva? Command Amar Tfilas Arvis Vishus. It's going according to the opinion that Tfilas Arvis is Vishus, it's volitional, and it's not obligatory. Damra Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Tfilas Arvis, Ram Gamliel Omer Chova, Rab Yoshua Omer Rishus. Tfilas Arvis is an argument between Rab Gamliel and Rab Yoshua. According to Rab Gamliel, it's, it's an obligation, it's a Chova. According to Rab Yoshua, it's Rishus, it's volitional. And then it quotes a very interesting verse: Tan Rabbanan, Mase Betalmid Echad Shebalifne Rab Yoshua. There was a story with one disciple who came to Rabbi Yoshua. Amarlo, the Talmud said to Rabbi Yoshua, Tfilas Arvis, Rishus Alchova. Is the evening prayer, is it, is it an obligation or is it, or is it a Rishus? Amarle Rishus. Balafne Rabbi Gamliel, the same Talmud then went to Rabbi Gamliel and asked the same question. Amarlo, Tfilas Arvis, Rishus Alchova. Amarlo, Chova. So Rabbi Gamliel answered, according to his opinion, that it's an obligation, it's a Chova. Amarlo. So this Talmud, Said to Rabbi Gamliel, "Valo Rabbi Yeshua Amar Liwishos." Rabbi Yeshua told me that it's volitional. Amarlo hamteinad sheikansu ba'ay trisin lebeis hamedrash. Wait till everybody comes into the beis hamedrash. Shenichnesu ba'ay trisin amar hashoel v'sha'al tefilas arvis v'shisochova. So Rabbi Gamliel staged the question in front of everybody in the beis hamedrash, and he asked publicly, "Is tefilas arvis?" Rishus or Chova, Amralo Ram Gamliel Chova. So Ram Gamliel responded, "It's a Chova. It's an obligation." Amralahem Ram Gamliel lechacham. Nobody else said anything. So Ram Gamliel said to the chachamim, "Klum yesh adam shecholik b'davarze." Is there anybody that, that argues? Amralei Rabbi Yeshua Lav. So Rabbi Yeshua, who held that it's a Rishus, he said, "No, nobody argues. We all accept your position that it's a Chova." Amralo, and we have, we have to realize that Ram Gamliel was the nasi. He was a Nasi at that time, and Rabbi Yeshua was one of the Tamidich Chachamim. So Rabbi Gamliel had more authority. So Rabbi Gamliel said it's a Chovah, and Rabbi Yeshua didn't want to publicly argue with him. But Rabbi Gamliel didn't let go. I was told in your name that you said it's Rishus. 
Amaraglecha. So he said, Yeshua, stand up, Yaidubacha, and we'll bring testimony against you. Amar Rabbi Yeshua Aragla Ve'amar. Rabbi Yeshua stood up and he said, Ilmali Anichayv Humeis. If I would be alive and he would be dead, I would be able to deny what he said. How can I deny him if he's here, he's living, he's breathing, and he can and he can contradict what I have to say? Rabbi Gamliel sat down and he was drasha after drasha after drasha. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Al Raglav and Rabbi Yeshua was forced to stand through this entire ordeal. Until people started complaining that uh, that uh, Ram Gamliel was was taking advantage and torturing Rabbi Yoshua. And he said to Chuspas and Chuspas Atogman told Ram Gamliel to stop. Amod, stop, uh, stop this. And then they stopped. And then there's a whole story about. Taking Ram Gamliel and demoting him from being a Nasi, and Rabbi Lezim and Azariah took his place uh, because of this event. So that's the story. And because of the story, this argument about Tfilas Arbis, which is Sachova, so it led to this whole big political uh, explosion, which eventually led to the demoting of Ram Gamliel and the appointment of Rabbi Lezim and Azariah. So this was a very, very important story in that, in the, in the, in that political context. Um, but the question is, why was the question of Tfilas Arvis, Rishus Achova, why was that at the, fo- at the focus of this Machlokas? First of all, why was it such an important Machlokas that it was such a serious debate that, that Rabbi Gamaliel made a whole issue out of it? And then secondly, is there any connection between that Machlokas and between what eventually happened between Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamaliel? So we're going to discuss the question of Tfilas Arvis, Rishus Achova, um, uh, in order perhaps to understand what the issue at stake here is. But in order to, to do that, we're going to have to take a step back and take a look at the Chiv of Tefillah in general. When we talk about the Chiv of Tefillah, so there's a famous machlokus between the Rambam and the Ramban, where the, the mitzvah of Tefillah is Midoraisa or Midrabanan, according to Ram Gamliel, I'm sorry, according to the Rambam, it's Doraisa, according to the Ramban, it's Midrabanan, the Rambam in Sefer Mitzos, in Mitzos Asehei, so he, he says as follows, the mitzvah, the fifth mitzvah is Shetzivanu La'avdo. We were commanded to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ugfar Nichpal Tzivoy Zepa'amim This Tzivoy was repeated a number of different times. Ba'amro va'avadatim es Hashem lo'kechem va'amro va'otot ha'avodu va'amro va'otot ha'avod va'amro u'la'avdo And there's a general mitzvah to be over Hashem. And then the Rabbim continues, V'afal pishazat tzivoyhu this is a tzivoy that says, in general, be Ovid Hashem. You do any mitzvah, you're being Ovid Hashem. And the Rabbim says in Shorj Dalad that we don't count as one of Tayyip mitzvahs, general mitzvahs that tell you to do mitzvahs. If there's, if there's a mitzvah that says, you don't count that as a mitzvah, because it doesn't add anything to the chiv to do anything else other than the mitzvahs that are already preexistent. So, to worship God, how do you worship God? You worship God by Mekayim the Mitzvahs. So basically, the Mitzvah of Ula, to be Ovin Hashem is nothing but being Mekayim the Mitzvahs. We shouldn't count it. So the Ramadan continues, It has a specific expression in so far as that it commands us to David. It commands us to do Tfilah. Tfilah is Avodah Shabulev. Veloshon Sifrei Ula Ovdo Zot Tfilah. When it says, it's a reference 
to tefillah. And therefore, even though the mitzvah of Ula'ovdo is a general mitzvah, which includes all ways of worshipping God and being makayim of all the mitzvahs, there's a specific expression which relates to tefillah in particular, and therefore it can be counted as a mitzvah asseh minat Torah. Because it's not only a general, a mitzvah kolelis, a general mitzvah, but it also has a specific expression of being mechaiv to, to David. The Ramban brings a number of different rayas, at least in his mind, to prove that mitzvah's tefillah is drabanan and not teoraisa. Um, and then he deals in Sefer Mitzvahs, is in Hasagah to the, this mitzvah in Sefer Mitzvahs, he deals with the drush of the Sefrei. The Sefrei says, Ula ovdo zotfila. It's, it's merely an asmachta. In other words, one should not take this drasha seriously. We have all these gemaras that seem to indicate that the mitzvah of tefillah is midrabanan, and therefore you shouldn't say that this is pshat in the pasuk, and Chazal never meant this to be pshat in the pasuk. It's an asmachta. The simple way of understanding asmachta is that Chazal used a pasuk in order to fortify a mitzvah midrabaran. Chazal knew that this was a mitzvah midrabaran and not a mitzvah midoraisa. And nevertheless, they used uh, they used a pasuk in order to 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 to, to fortify that mitzvah midrabaran and to say this pasuk refers to this mitzvah even though it really doesn't. So, in other words, it's a mitzvah midrabaran and the drasha should not be taken seriously. Oh, the second opinion is the drasha should be taken seriously. Lomar shemechlal ha'avoda. It could be it's Mitzvah Doraisa, because there is one situation where the Mitzvah of Tefillah is Midoraisa, even according to the Ramban, and that is Be'et Hatzarot. That is when people are in need. When people are in need, they cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu out of need, and that is a Mitzvah Midoraisa. V'zeke'inyan shakasuv, a pasuk in Baloscha, v'chi tavohum milchama b'hatzichem al-atzarot sorayotchem v'arayotem b'chatzotzot. When there's a war, when disaster strikes, then you blow the trumpets. And what the Ramban says, mitzvah al kotzara v'tzara shetavol al tzibor l'tzok l'fano b'tefila u'vesruah. In other words, it's not only a mitzvah to blow the trumpets, it's a mitzvah to cry out in tefila to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it's not only a mitzvah to, to blow the trumpets. That's how the Ramban understands the mitzvah. And therefore, from here, from Harayosim v'chatzotzos, we learn that there's a mitzvah midoraisa to be mispalel be'istzara. When a terrible calamity happens to the Jewish people, you have to cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's a mitzvah midoraisa. So if Ula'ovda b'cholavavchem is referring to the mitzvah midoraisa of tefillah, it's not like the Ramam says that it's a mitzvah midoraisa to daven every day, but rather it's a mitzvah midoraisa to daven b'shastzara, be'itzara. And uh, that's the shita of the Ramban, that in fact there is a mitzvah in the rice of tefillah based tzara. However, the mitzvah that the Rambam counts to daven once a day to Akarish Baruch Hu, that's only midyabanan, that's not midyaraisa. And uh, the Ramban uh, seems to repeat this understanding of the mitzvah of tefillah in his Hasagah to the Ramban in Church Aleph in a different context. He says, Whereas the mitzvah is to, to, to ask for things from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
And that's how we understand the mitzvah of tefillah midoraisa. The Rambam agrees with this. The Rambam in Hilchos Tanios agrees that the mitzvah of Hatzar, Tzorer, Shem, Variosa, Bechatzos, Bechatzotzos is a mitzvah not only to blow the trumpets, but Lizok Vularia based Sarah. Just like the, the same phrase that the, the Ramban uses, the same phrase is used by the, by the Rambam. The mitzvah is to be mispalob eitzar. The Rambam agrees with that. However, the Rambam has another mitzvah as well. Not only is there a mitzvah of tefillah be'itzara, based on the pasuk of Hatzal Tzoreoschem, there's another mitzvah in Mitzvah Sasehei, which is ula'ov dovuchol vavchem, and to daven every day. The, the mitzvah of davening every day, if so, according to the Rambam, is different than the Mitzvah of Be'ez Sarah. According to Ramban, basically the Mitzvah of Tefillah is to cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, when one is in, in, in a state of need. So Chazal, we're metakin, cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu three times a day. But basically, it's the Mitzvah of crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when one is in need. According to the Rambam, the Mitzvah is rooted in something else. Let's take a look at a Gemara in Brachos, Tafchavav Amadeiz. Itmar Rabbi Yosef Chanina Amar Tfilos Avos Tiknum Rabbi Yosef Ben Levi Amar Tfilos Keneged Tmidim Tiknum. There's a machlokus whether Tfilos are Keneged Avos or Keneged Tmidim. If it's Keneged Avos, as we said, Avram is mitakin Tfilos Shacharis, and Yitzchak is mitakin Tfilos Mincha, and Yaakov is mitakin Tfilos Arvis. So Tfilos Keneged Avos Tiknum. But there's another opinion that Tfilos Keneged Tmidim Tiknum. Uh, and connected to medium tiknum, what does that mean? What is the paradigm of tamidim? Tamidim is bringing karbanos in the mikdash. And it's a tamid, pamayim bechol yom tamid. You bring a tamid shal shachar, you bring a tamid shal ben arbayim, and at night you, you, all the, the chalavim that accumulated over the day that weren't nikrav yet, you, you bring them at night. So basically, what is the mitzvah of being makiv karbanos takarish barucho? That's avoda in the mikdash. That's worshiping God. Worshiping God twice a day to show that we're constantly avadim of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So the idea of of avoda of of of, of tefillah that's an extension of being a kabbalos and the mikdash seems to be more analogous to worship rather than to crying. In other words, according to the the Rambam, I would suggest that there are two different types of tefillah. One type of tefillah is crying out to Hakadosh Baruch Hu when one is in a state of need. While the other type of tefillah is worship, and you worship out of a sense of responsibility, that we have to serve God, and we serve God by doing what He commanded, and therefore we're mispal to Baruch Hu because He commanded that we daven, and therefore we're mispal. So I think that according to the Rambam, according to Ramban, you have two different models of tefillah. According to the Ramban, you have one model of tefillah of crying out to Akash Baruch Hu and asking him for what we need, Tachanuseinu, Vimeshaluseinu, Beis Tzarkam. That's, that's what tefillah is, and that was extended to every day, and in fact, to three times a day. While according to the Rambam, you have one paradigm of tefillah Beis Tzar, but there's another model of tefillah every day, which is not a function of need. But it's a, it's trying to to express worshiping and, and our servitude to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to be subservient to God, and therefore to to be mispalal to Him, as as an evid looks up to his his master. So these are the two different paradigms of tefillah, and uh, I think it expresses itself, or the tension between tefillah and tachanunim, tefillah as as a way of serving God, as, as opposed to tefillah, as a way of crying out to God, uh, expresses itself in a very interesting way in a Mishnah, in Brachos, Tav and Beis. Ram Gamliel Omer, Bechol Yom Vayom, Mispalal Adam Shmona Esrei. 
every day one has to say Shmona Esri, 18 brachos. And then the Mishnah continues, Rabbi Lezer Omer, Kol Oset Keva, Ain't Filosot Tachanunim. Where Gamliel says that every day, day in, day out, three times a day, you have to say these 18 brachos. A constant, day after day. Rabbi Lezer says, if your tefillah is keva, is too stagnant, then, it's, then, it, then it loses the, the quality of being tachanunim. And it seems that the machlok between Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lezer is parallel to the machlokas of the Rambam and the Ramban. According to Rabbi Gamliel, tefillah is avoda, it's serving God, it's a constant, it shows that we're in Avde Hashem, and therefore, out of a sense of responsibility, out of, out of a sense of obligation, we dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not as an expression of tachanunim, but as an expression of, of, of worship. Well, according to Rebelezer, tefillah should, should contain an element of tachanunim, of crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if it's too stagnant, if it's too static, if it doesn't have any, any flexibility, then it lacks that, that element of tachanunim. And then, it's, and then it's not a proper tefillah. So on the one hand, you have Ram Gamliel, who talks about tefillah as a constant way of serving God, day in, day out. And then you have Rabbi Lezer, who talks about tefillah being tachanunim. The, uh, the Gemara that talks about this, uh, this Mishnah says as follows. You know, I showed that the Mishnah seems to be, you know, have a, a gap between Ram Gamliel's perspective on tefillah as opposed to Rabbi Lezer's, that you're dealing with two different models of tefillah, two different perspectives of tefillah, two different ideas of tefillah. Tefillah as worship as opposed to tefillah as, 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 as bakasha, and tachanunim, and begging and crying out to God. The Gemara in Brachos, Tafchav tries to build the gap. Rabbi Lezer Omer also tefillah so keva, my keva, if the tefillah feels it's uh, like a weight that you have to potter yourself from, you have a chov, you have an obligation to daven, and you daven in order to get rid of it from you. So when you daven, even these 18 brachos, you have to feel that it's not a masoi, but, it's, but you want to. When you say these brachos, you have to actually say them in a lashon of tachanunim, not just repeat the, the text without any feeling. If you, you, you have to be able to add something, something in Rafa'inu, something subjective, something personal in Rafa'inu and Shamayat Fila. If you can't be Bachadesh anything, if it's the same stagnant text, then that's a tefillah which is Keva. So what you have here is that you have a number of different opinions that try to take the tefillah Kavua of Ram Gamliel and to add a certain amount of passion and crying out to God, either by changing our awareness that it's not, it's not a, a chova that we try to be biyotze, but rather we're doing it out of our own volition, or because uh, it's lashon tachanunim, we take those same words and we and we cry out in lashon tachanunim, or because we add something personal with mechadish badavar. And then comes along Rabzeira, and, and he switches the pendulum back the other way. I can. Uh, add something to the tefillah, but I'm afraid of adding anything personal because maybe I'll get confused and I'll, I'll mess up the tefillah. Therefore, I would prefer not adding anything and saying those exact words without, without any complications. So you have here, you see the, the tension in the Gemara between taking these Shemonasrei Brachos and trying to add something which is more passionate, which is more, 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 more personal, which is, 
which is more crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as opposed to the idea that the tefillah really is a, a masui, it's a chova, it's an obligation that I fulfill, and in so doing, I, I'm, I'm serving God. So the idea that tefillah is a masui, if one looks at tefillah as a way of serving God, should not be a problem at all. If tefillah is something that I'm doing because it's something that I need and something that I want, then it's not an act of serving God. So these two different poles of doing something which is, which is coming from within, as opposed to doing something which is imposed from without, are really these two different paradigms of tefillah, which is as a, uh, the model of serving God, as opposed to tefillah, which is one who has personal needs and crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, what's very interesting is that the, the, the mission over here uses the term HaOset Tefillah Sokeva. Blessed says HaOset Tefillah Sokeva. And, I, and if you recall, we started out this year by Tefillah Sarvis Ein Lakeva. And I, I noted that the mission, the Pshan of the mission is referring to no specific time. But the Gemara says the fact that it used the term Ein Lakeva indicates that we're not only talking about the question of whether it has a specific time or not, because then it could have said Kolalaila. The fact that it used keva, keva is a key word over here, because keva is used later on in the Mishnah. Ha'oset tefilaso keva ain't tefilaso tachanunim. In other words, if you say tefilas arvis ain't la keva, you're saying it's not a tefilah of keva, of Ram Gamliel, but rather it's a tefilah of tachanunim of Ram Lezer. Because here you see that that term keva is used in order to differentiate between these two different models. So what I want to suggest is that the issue of tefilas arvis Rishus or Chova is, is exactly this issue. In other words, according to the Banda Amar, Tfilas Arvis is Chova. So Arvis, Mincha, Emarev, all of them are Tfilas which are rooted in worship three times a day. We worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, contra Yoshua, Tfilas Shachris and Tfilas Mincha, those are connected to Midim. But Tfilas Arvis and night, night is always symbolic of the unknown, of Golos, of Tzara, Lahagid Baboke Chasdecha, in the morning when the sun is shining and everything is clear, it's a time of Chesed, but however at night, there's a time of, that we need Emunah, because we don't know. It's, it's, it's dark, it's, and, and, uh, and, and it's the unknown, and it's fear, and, and, it's, and it's a time of Tzara. So the tefillah of Arvis is a tefillah of emunas chabalos, it's a tefillah of tachanunim, it's a tefillah that we don't daven at night because we have to, as a way of worshiping God, we daven at night, it's a reshus, it's coming from within, it's because we need to and we want to, and we want to cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore it's not imposed upon us from without, but rather it's a reshus that comes from within. Now, on, what do they use to tarish in this? Tefillah's Arvis ein lakeva. Because it's the same term, means that aside from the fact that there's no specific time frame, it also means that Tfilas Arvis is Tachanunim as opposed to Keva. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't say the 18 brachos, but in terms of the, the basic model of what the Tfilah is, it's a Tfilah which is one that comes from within. Now, this has a very, very interesting expression. Uh, let's take a look at the Gemara in Brachos Tafchafala from an Aleph. If one goes to shul and he forgot that he already davened and he begins davening, 
He has to stop in the middle of Shmona Esrei. Afilu be'emtza bracha. And then Amrav Yudav Shmuel hispalo v'nichnas al-beis ha-knesses u-matza tzibah mispalalim. He already davened. And now he goes to Shul. And he remembers that he already davened. And everybody's davening. And he wants to join them. Im yachol l'chadish ba-davar yachsav yispalal v'vlav al-yachsor. If he can be machadish ba-davar and recall that machadish ba-davar was one of the way of making the tefillah into tachanunim. If you could add something personal. So if you could add something personal, you can join them and daven at filas nadava. However, if you can't, then you, then you shouldn't daven again. So basically, this Gemara says you're allowed to daven at filas nadava. Even though it's not a chova, you can daven something that, a daven that you're not mechuyavin because you can be mechadish badava. You have something personal to ask for. And therefore, if you go to shul and they're davening and you remember that you already davened, so you can by being machadish something. However, this is very difficult. If you forgot that you davened already and you started davening, and now you remember it in the middle, why should you stop in the middle of the bracha? Why should you continue? And in Shomayat Fila, maybe you have something that you can be machadish. In Shomayat Fila, you add something. Why can't you simply continue the Shemona Esrei at the, at the point that you remembered? That you're ready, Davin, think, can I be Machadish something? If yes, continue and add. If not, so stop. Why does the Gemara say you stop in the middle of a bracha? So apparently from over here we see that these two different models of tefillah are two different types of tefillah. If you started davening and you had in mind the intention was to daven at tefillah's uh, chova, which, is, which reflects worship, and then you realize that you're ready, Davin, you can simply take that tefillah, which is one model, and in the middle change it to the other model. If you came to shul and you realize, and saw so, so that they're davening, and you realize that you were already davened, and may rosh begin at tefillah snadava, that's fine. But if you began with the intention that it should be at tefillah schova and your pater, you have to stop in the middle. You can't take a tefillah schova and change it in the mid tefillah to tefillah snadava because schova and adava are two opposites. And therefore, if you Started at Tfilas Chova and you realize you're ready Davin, stop. You cannot, you have no way of changing into Tfilas Nadava by Mimachadish Badava. On the other hand, if you begin and intend to edit Tfilas Nadava by Mimachadish Badava, that's perfectly fine. Now, how do we paskin by, by Arvis? The paskin at Tfilas Arvis is, is Chova or Rishus. So the Rambam paskins that Tfilas Arvis is Rishus. Nagu ka Yisrael, minag Yisrael is bechom mekomos moshosem lispalel arvis vekiblua alem ketfilas chova. Minag Yisrael is to mispal tefilas arvis and amisos mekabelet kechova. Okay, so in the end, is tefilas arvis chova or 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 rishos? The answer seems to be that after amisos mekabel upon themselves to daven at night, it's a chova. That's what it seems. However, take a look at the Rambam in Hilchos Tefila Perik Yud Halachavav. Where he talks about the Gemara and Chafal that we just mentioned, Mishin is topic low in Mispalel in Lo Spalel, Eino Chosim Mispalel and Kain Mispalel Tfilazu Al Das Shinadava. Right? If you don't know if you davened or not and you want to daven, you have to have Kavana Nadava. You can't daven a Chova again. 
שאם רצה יחד לספל כל היום תפילס נדבה יספל, because even had I davened already, I could always add another תפילס נדבה. מי שהיה עומד בתפילה, ונזכר שכבר יספל פוסק אפילו באמצע ברכה. However, if you start a davening, and then in the middle of the תפילה you realize that you already davened, you stop in the middle of a ברכה, like we saw. Vim Aisat Filas Arvis, however, if you're talking about Mariv, if somebody came to Shul at night and he already davened early and he came later and he started davening again and he realized in the middle that he that he already davened, in my sat filas arvis, ain't no posak, he doesn't stop. Because originally when he started he had intended of of being Maspal at Fila, which is not at Fila of Chova, because he passed in Filas Arvis Vishus. The Ravid says, "Ein kan nachas ruach." Ravid doesn't understand the Rambam, because if in the end we're davening out of obligation, because it's a minag and we have to daven, there's no choice. So, if the only question that defined that that divided chova or rishus was whether you have to or don't have to, the Ravid's right. We have to daven at Marv every day, but if arvis chova or rishus is not a question of whether we have to daven or whether we're allowed to if we want to and don't have to, but rather it's talking about the nature of tefillah, what kind of tefillah is, what model are we using, then the Rambam is right. In other words, the, since the Rambam Paskins, like Rabbi Yoshua, that tefillah's arvis is a tefillah's rishus, in essence, the tefillah is one of crying out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu at night, the Amunas Chabalilos. That's the type of tefillah that it is. You're right. We will recover upon ourselves as a minog that every single night we will we will accept as an obligation to daven this tefilas nedavah this tefilas rishus. However, in essence, it's a tefilas rishus, and therefore, even though the Rama paskins that the minog created an obligation to daven arvis every night, in essence, that tefilas tefilas is a tefilas nedavah tefilas rishus, and therefore, the Rama paskins, if one came to shul daven marav ready and started daven marav again. He doesn't have to stop in the middle of the bracha, because the reason that you have to stop is because you began at tefilas chova and tefilas chova and tefilas nedava are two are two opposites, and you can't take a tefilas chova and change it mid bracha into tefilas into tefilas nedava. However, if you began to daven as a tefilas arvis, since we saw that tefilas arvis lemanda lemanda tefilas arvis rishus, the essence of tefilas arvis comes from within. And it's something that you cry out of a sense of need. Therefore, if you came to shul and you started davening tefillas arvis, and all of a sudden remembered that you already davened, according to the Rambam, you can continue to daven because you began at tefillas nedava and you continued to tefillas nedava. Based on this, I, I would like to try to suggest maybe that uh, the reason that this was such a critical issue is connected to the continuation of the Gemara and Brachos. After they talked about demoting Rabbi Gamliel, so the Gemara says, Amr Rabbi Gamliel, Let me go and try to ask forgiveness from Rabbi Yoshua. When he came to his house, He saw that the, the walls were black. So Amr Lo, I see from the walls of your house, which are totally black, that you must be somebody who works with, with coals or with, uh, or you or, or you work with metals, but you you work with a furnace. Amalo, Rabbi Yeshua told Rabbi Gamliel, that you are the leader of this generation. It's a terrible generation. You, you're part of the elite. You, you, you live. You're very rich. You have no idea 
what tamiyachem, how they live, and, and how they and how they support themselves, you have no idea what we're going through. You know, the, in other words, Rabban Gamliel, Rabban Gamliel was part of the aristocracy. He was the nasi. He 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 was rich, and and for him, the paradigm of tefillah was to stand up straight and to worship God and bowing down out of a sense of need, out of a sense of loss, out of a sense of not having something, was seemed odd to him. He felt tefillah's arvis is a chova, like every other tefillah. We, we stand up straight and we worship God as avde Hashem, and not out of a sense of that we, we're missing things, that we need things, we have to cry out. The idea of tefillah's rishus bothered him. However, Rabbi Yeshua, who was the one who said that tefillah's arvis rishus, felt that there was just you know this parachevrati between Rabbi Gamliel and between Tamir Chacham that lived around the time of the Chorban who lived in poverty who had nothing who didn't know how to support themselves and Rabbi Gamliel had no idea what they were going through and therefore the need that every day once a day after Arvis after Shachos and Mincha which are Tfilas Chova that there should be one Tfilah of a Munascha Balelos where people cry out to Akash Baruch and express their needs that that should be something that we do every day that's what, 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 what was at the root of, uh, of Rabbi Shur's position, and perhaps that was why Rabbi Gamliel had to be de- demoted, because he really didn't understand what the generation was going through.